You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Welcome Into Tomorrow for the weekend of May 14th, 2021. Reminder that we always use the Friday dates going into the weekend. Many of our affiliates carry the program on Saturday, some on Sunday, several on both days. So it's always best to use the Friday dates. I mean, come on, that's the start of the weekend, right? So in this case, it's May 14th. I am Dave Graveline. The announcer dude happened to mention, but you are? Chris Graveline. The announcer dude didn't mention. No. No, but you're still with the show. Yeah. You should just do the show, give my voice a rest. I'm good. I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Ed McMahon <laughs> yes. of, of Into Tomorrow. Yes, I'm just not going to show up See, now the door with a check for $7 million. Yeah, I know. That would be nice. <laughs> but now we're really dating ourselves because I think, you know, the millennials and Gen Z don't even know who Ed McMahon is. Yeah. Unless it's from the publishing clear, publisher's clearinghouse yes. spots, which he doesn't even do anymore. Well, he hasn't for years because he's kind of been underground. Well, I understand that. <laughs> but, I mean, he hadn't done anyway. Oh, stop it. Uh, some tech news and commentary, and then we'll get back to more of your calls and all sorts of things. One of the things I wanted to be sure and mention, other than uh, the polyp on my vocal cord that's going to be uh, cut out during surgery, June 3rd, and hopefully the next time you hear me, I have to be completely silent for a week and a day. It's going to be so nice. I mean, uh, what? I mean, uh, I mean, I wish you a speedy recovery. That's not nice. <laughs> anyway, um, Hopefully, I'm back to normal, whatever that is, not sounding like this um, the week after that. We'll see. But what I wanted to bring up is we've been trying out the new RoboRock S7 vacuum cleaner floor mopping device. Picture a Roomba, only much better. And here we are, a bunch of grown men and women in on the staff here at the studios, watching this thing do its serpentine moves and its back-and-forth grids and mapping the studio and the control room and the hallway and everything. It was kind of fun. It was mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing. <laughs> and it did a good job. That's the best thing, because this goes on carpet. We have a lot of carpet, as one can imagine. It's a studio. You've got to be quiet. But we also have a couple of, of hard floors or tile floors, the kitchen area here, the bathrooms and so forth. And it worked beautifully on all of them, including the mopping part of it. So if you get a chance, check out the RoboRock S7. Uh, we've had their CEO on the show. We have a video of it in operation. So you can check that out. Just search RoboRock, just like it sounds, like robotic rock, RoboRock. And you'll see what we're talking about. Very cool. So now we have to set up an actual cleaning schedule and then hopefully not trip on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it does work. And it did a very good job. Man, did we fill up that 
filter the first time it went around our studios. That doesn't that doesn't bode well for how dirty we are, I guess. Well, you got people in and out of here all the time. That's true. Because it was mostly carpet fuzz and, and just general dirt. But it made the carpets look nice. The floors were clean. The tile floors were mopped, if you will. And it was cool. And it's mapped out the facilities now. There so we're impressed. Yeah. But, yeah, we were standing over the darn thing, all saying, don't we all have work to do? Yeah, but look how cool this is. Yeah. <laughs> Doing its thing. Hmm. Check out yeah. the video at intotomorrow.com. Search for RoboRock or S7. I think we'll probably get you there, too. Yeah. Twitter's new tip jar feature, which lets you send money to your favorite Twitter users, is nice. But it also has a glaring privacy issue uh, that you should really be aware of. Security researcher Rachel Toback has noticed that tipping someone via the tip jar might reveal your home address to that person. Oh, great. Which is a potentially dangerous privacy problem. Now, it doesn't happen in all instances. Tip jar lets you choose a payment provider before you tip a Twitter user. And if you choose PayPal, the receiver will see your home address when they receive the tip. A Twitter product lead has acknowledged the issue, saying that it's a problem on PayPal's side uh, that Twitter has no control over, but said that they will add a warning for people giving tips via PayPal so that they are aware of this. Great. You know, and here I was hoping that a bunch of people will tip me on Twitter. Well, they they can still tip you, just don't use PayPal. Okay. Otherwise, you'll get all of their addresses. But you can send thank you cards. There you go. Now, see, that's what I would do. Somebody tipped me on, on Twitter with PayPal, and I got their home address. I haven't written a card in probably 20 years, but I would do that. I would send a thank you card. Now, unless the tip is a nickel or something, in which case, come on. Yeah. But maybe I'll do it anyway, just because. Uh Dell announced a new portfolio of workstations, PCs, and accessories designed for creating, playing, and working from anywhere, including a revamped Precision 5560, Precision 5760, XPS 15 and XPS 17 devices available with the latest 11th gen Intel Core processors and Xeon mobile processors. They introduced new Alienware M15R6 and a Dell G15 gaming system with the latest 11th gen Intel Core H series mobile processors and the new NVIDIA GeForce RTX 30 series laptop GPUs. The new Optiplex 7090 Tower, because, yeah, folks are still using towers and very well. And the 7090 Small Form Factor are the world's first PCs available with closed-loop recycled aluminum in the hard drive. And the new Latitude 5420 and 5521 now use more bioplastics in their lids. And just because I wanted to include it, the new Dell 32 4K USB-C hub monitor and Dell Premier wireless ANC headset lets you connect and collaborate seamlessly. So some new announcements from Dell this past week, always coming out with fun stuff. Cool. And trying to get them to provide an item or two for our summer giveaway. We'll see. Stay tuned. The pressure's on. (laughs) Yeah. More than 90% of U.S. users of the latest version of Apple's mobile operating system are taking advantage of a new feature to block an application's ability to track their activity on their phones. 
Now, this is bad news for advertisers. According to research by analytics firm Flurry, 96% of U.S. users of iOS 14.5 blocked app tracking using the new app tracking transparency feature. 96%? (laughs) Wow. And, and of course, we can pat ourselves on the back because we've talked a lot about it and told people how to do it. So good work. uh, Worldwide, advertisers fared a little bit better with about 88% of users shutting down tracking on their phones. Um, App tracking transparency requires an iOS application to inform a user through the use of dialog boxes that an app wants to track their activity across the phone's user interface. Interesting. 96%. Boy, we hardly yeah. ever have that kind of a stat for anybody yeah. doing anything. And, of course, that feature is the main reason for their, their current huge fight with Facebook. And oh, Facebook course. threatening to, you know, kind of threatening indirectly that uh, this is what keeps it free. And, you know, you want to you want to use this feature, then you can you may have to pay. And <laughs> Please. Yeah. I, the minute that Facebook says you have to pay, I'm off. Right. And what, they Done. And, and what most people understand, this doesn't take away Facebook's ability to, to show you ads. It takes away their ability to show you ads based on your browsing history yeah. on other apps. Exactly. Which is creepy to begin with. Yeah. They shouldn't be doing it at all. A new Google workaround lets YouTube TV subscribers watch the service over Roku by using the main YouTube app. Roku, which took YouTube TV out of its store due to a contract dispute, called the move, quote, clear conduct of an unchecked monopolistic bend on crushing fair competition and harming consumer choice, close quote. So Roku's not happy, but Google says, hey, we own YouTube TV and we want everybody to watch it. And even on your own device that you don't want them to have it on. Yeah, I like a, a quote from a, from an email that Roku sent to their, their users a few weeks ago. Recent, recent negotiations with Google to carry YouTube TV have broken down because Roku cannot accept Google's unfair terms. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And again, it's a much, much, much smaller company taking on Goliath. So I wish them well, but Google says, hey, no problem. We got you covered. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but UTV well, launched in 2017. They had more than 3 million users as of October. YouTube, YouTube TV. TV, yeah. Uh, Roku has more than 51 million users. So oh. there's apparently a lot that they're saying could be lost if they don't come, you know, they don't play nice soon. They do need to play nice yeah. because that's what it's all about in the long run, I hope. Yeah. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has announced a milestone 500,000 pre-orders and counting for the Starlink satellite internet service. The surge in demand means that some coverage areas have already hit capacity, with future customers to be wait-listed until at least 2022. So this is the one where he's putting, what, 4,500 satellites up there? Low-orbit satellites that other companies are complaining are going to interfere with their signals? Just adding more space junk, but hey, if it's from Elon Musk, I mean, he's he put a car in space. It's just space junk out there now, too. But that's kind of interesting. 500,000 pre-orders. And isn't this where they're costing like a grand up front? Something like that, yeah. That's nuts. And I read, I forgot now which, you know, where it was, but there were there were a ton of reports recently of possible UFO activity because people called in, they saw the string of lights, you know, going across the sky, and it turned out to be a, a constellation of Starlink satellites. Really? Because they apparently they will stay close together like that, especially after they first launched, and then I guess they then they separate and go off. But these people were seeing the string of lights flying through the sky <laughs> at night that were these Starlink satellites. Oh my gosh! Because I have seen videos of that where people were saying, "What else could it be?" 
you know, it's not going to be airplanes that close together and stuff. And it was it was kind of freaky. So, yeah, it was Starlink satellites. Uh-huh. Intotomorrow.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 26 years bringing you into tomorrow. Welcome back. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you even more for calling in, for participating on the program, because you make the program. You make the show. We love hearing from you anytime, by the way, 24-7, and we'll get you on the very next week's broadcast with any questions, comments, concerns, whatever the case. Maybe you just want to share with us what your favorite app is these days and why. That's okay, too, and that gets you on the program, makes for good content, maybe helping many other people as well. And how do you participate, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. The best way, of course, is using the free Into Tomorrow app. We invite you to download that in your favorite app store. Search those two words, Into Tomorrow, and snag the app. And then use it. There's a button on there that says, message the studio. And you sound like you're right here, probably with a much better voice lately than I have, sounding like you're in the studio with us. And we'd love to have you do that. Or the old-fashioned way still works, and that is calling toll-free our 800 number anywhere from North America, anytime at your convenience, 800-899-4686. That's 800 800- 899-INTO, anytime. Our next guest is with a tech company built on the mission of revolutionizing wireless audio products. The founder and CEO of a company called Audality is Paul Rayleigh. Paul, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Thank you, Dave. Doing very well. It's good to see you uh, are back in shape. Oh, well, th- well, getting there. And thank you. I appreciate that. Where are you joining us from today? I'm joining you from the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, very cool. And no doubt uh, at your facility where I'm seeing a whole lot of of your Audality speakers behind you. And, of course, everyone listening on the radio, don't be looking at the radio, especially if you're driving. But whenever you have a chance, visit intotomorrow.com. Check out the video of Paul, our interview. You get to see him and the products we're about to talk about. First of all, tell me, Paul, a little bit about Audality, why that name. And I'm going to guess the first part audio for speakers yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely and of course uh, i've had to go through quite the uh, uh, learning process with my team in the marketing world you know can't just develop something crazy you have to purvey 
what you're doing, and Audality does that very well. Audio, the first part, absolutely correct, coupled with quality, the number one thing that drives us to develop this technology. Oh, terrific. And, of course, being in radio predominantly, in spite of these videos and that sort of thing, audio is so important to all of us, and it's nice to speak with another audio professional who gets it as well. So what had you create the company to begin with? Was it a a typical scenario of of a need for better quality speakers yourself? Uh, Well, we can can cook it down to... uh, a small segment. Basically, I was approached by a guitar manufacturer uh-huh. who, who knew that I have an engineering company in Atlanta that I've had for many, many, many years. We've developed all kinds of products for space, space communications, industrial wireless, all of that. And the guitar maker said, is there not a way to improve the quality of audio delivery from their fine, this particular manufacturer made six seven thousand dollar acoustic guitars and he didn't find the wireless guitar systems that were out there were up to the quality of the instruments he was building ah well now that sounds even more interesting that because of that kind of need you found the need to create the company and i think it's fascinating that you're working with musicians to make the product even better which makes perfect sense yeah it seemed like it was a good uh as we brought the team together, and, and we've done uh, uh, product development many, many spaces as we talk, and we, we work with entrepreneurs, have for 30 years here, and uh, we always tell them, somebody brings you a need, research the market. Is the need real? Yeah, okay. good point. And then what is the compelling reason for you to enter the market? Okay? Yeah. So basically with that first uh, presentation of the guitar maker, we said, wow, we, we were kind of filling all of those bills. And then we said the larger market, of course, is the com- consumer market for a technology that can deliver audio at that high a level. And uh, we said, but, you know, if we start with the people who are writing the music, producing the music and delivering the music to the people, we make them happy I'm pretty sure the consumer is going to be happy. Oh, that's a very good approach. And, and you know, we talk regularly about uh, how people who love their music typically don't listen to MP3s or yeah. satellite radio that's so compressed or things like that. Yeah. People who right. really want to hear the music the way it's supposed to be, like a musician, especially creating their own work, want quality. And they want to hear it the way they created it and it stands to reason so i'm guessing with the amount of speakers i see behind you that you have quite the range of goodies available absolutely so you know we brought out the uh a little show and tell so we brought out the wireless system for the guitar Uh and our focus and by the way as we develop the technology we stayed focused on the fact that everything is going to mobile Everything is mobile. Everything is about mobility today. So it's not just good enough to develop a way to deliver the audio. It's got to satisfy the ever-increasing demand of mobility. Of course, for a a guy or a girl on stage, and we have some very interesting women musicians too, I might add, playing this, the mobility was there. And the quality, uh, I have had this asked. They said, well, I, I don't quite understand the point that the guitar players are, are driving your quality. And I said, then you don't know any professional musicians. Yes, <laughs> especially those that like to move around on stage and they don't right. want to be tethered 
with a wire, you know, with a cable to go back to the amplifier or the mixing board, whatever the case. They want to move, they dance, they, they feel their music. So that's awesome that you're doing. Now what are you holding up? Something looks interesting. Well, this interesting. is the little transmitter that, that the musician will wear on his guitar strap. or his. In, by the way, we have people playing these in bass, guitar, uh, mandolin, accordion. Oh. Uh, and believe it or not, harp. Really, not so not so mobile, but interesting that you can also well, attach it to a mobile, harp. And yes, there's there's quite a celebrity group out there using our stuff. For that. Anyway, so small, mobile, light. Okay, but again, these people are building. The, the instrument makers came to us, yeah. so they're getting a premium for what they're doing, and they cannot have the tone lost. If you if I the difference between purchasing a six thousand dollar acoustic guitar. And a $200 acoustic guitar boils down to two things. The ease of play, which people who are listening don't really care how easy it is for you to play. But the second most important thing is delivering every bit of the sound. An acoustic guitar will sound exactly like an electric guitar if it's compressed. Ah, wow, the plot thickens. I mean, you're doing some unique things. We're talking with Paul Rayleigh, the founder and CEO of Audality. Visit audality.com. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk more with Paul and learn more about audio and great speakers here on Into Tomorrow. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. As we come back into tomorrow, we hope that you'll swing by intotomorrow.com and check out the video of all of our guests, including this one. We're talking with the founder and CEO of Audality, Paul Rayleigh. Bring us to the speakers themselves and how yes. how that has become uh, just as important in order for so, people to hear yes. what and they're so producing. Once we had our musicians, and by the way, we have more than 150 ambassadors traveling the world and groups that are playing our instruments and you'll be hearing more about some very top tier players that are performing with our stuff once we had them happy that we were indeed delivering every bit of the tone every bit of the sound and by the way developing the technology for somebody to use this live in a performance meant that you know we also tackled the problem with latency okay Uh so it's delivered quickly okay So then we said, let's start it into a line of speakers. So first thing I'm going to show you here, and it's a little difficult to see in the in the video possibly, but this is a nice uh, uh, high-quality bag that come with our first two in our line of speakers. For the, back to the mobility thing, highly mobile. You can take these anywhere you wish. This is an S1, okay? Take it to the park. Take it to the beach. I'm going to show you. Then zip down the front. Leave it in its protective case. Come around to the back. Get to the controls. And then 
There you go. Okay. Oh, so very bag, cool. So now the speaker can stay it, in the not. bag. It's amazing that, that we got so much buzz over the bag. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, very cool. And this, but I'm going to take the S1 out because this is a good example for me to talk to all the line about how they're made. Okay. okay? Good. So basically, first thing we, we did, once we said, <laughs> it's interesting, once you solve the basic problem of delivering the audio quality, then there's a, a whole raft of second tier things that you have to attack, and that is, what does the market want to see? What does look and feel? What looks good in today's home? You know, uh, you know. so we call it passing the spouse test. <laughs> Very good. Will this be allowed in my home? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we have quite a, a good industrial design team, and we, so we settled on utilizing bamboo for all our speakers for the first group that are home-based speakers. Nice. This is the S1, okay? And it has two four-inch drivers, and you can see it's a ported enclosure. You have your controls at the back. It's very simple. Turn it on. You got a, and it's it's got a gas gauge in the back. It, it, anyway, very simple stuff. Take this speaker and the little transmitter that we developed first for the guitar. Okay, this allows a guitar player to play his guitar straight into his computer. Oh, so you're holding up for those listening on the radio, not yet seeing the video at IntoTomorrow.com, a little USB device. Looks like a, a little bit USB larger thumb drive. Mm -hmm. So we developed that as a, as a tool for the guitar players. And by the way, we have recording studios using this right now to capture what's coming off of the pickup of the, of the instrument in high quality. Cool. With a different piece of software and the same hardware, now I can plug this into my MacBook, my PC, Anything that uses a Type A, and then by the way, we have a host of adapters, so you can plug it into everything. It works with uh, any mobile phone. It works with iPhones. It works with uh, Android phones. Now you can transmit from your digital storage of your of your music and get it to now. Get this, up to four of our speakers at the same time from that transmitter. Okay. Nice. And that's a different that's a differentiator from any of the technologies that people are used to. Number one, we're di we're shipping the audio out twenty four bit uncompressed audio. Now I'm assuming that th this whole S series, like the one you're showing us, uh, not only sound great and work very well in a home environment as well. Um, and it makes me kind of wonder how does it compare to things like Sonos and and that kind of product. Right. So one of the things. And you'll find that I'm very careful about how I, I I don't disparage anybody else's products or things. And Sonos has built quite a successful company. But what we've done differently is we're truly wireless. You don't have to be on a home network. You don't have to be on a Wi-Fi network. Sonos, we tell people anything that utilizes Wi-Fi as the background is not truly a wireless network, okay, mm -hmm. really. you got to be hooked up to the router. You're tethered there, number one. Number two... We deliver the audio from our little transmitter in the timely manner, and it's a guaranteed delivery of the audio in that timely manner. Once you go on a Wi-Fi network, you, you, it's, it's not deterministic. You don't know when it's actually going to hit, and there's a lot of work that has to be done to coordinate those speakers. You don't have any of that with our system. And how are they comparative uh, price-wise? 
So they're very similar in the, uh, the marketing team has defined a whole product line for us, okay? So we have the S1s that I showed you. We move up the line, and our, I would invite people to look at audality.com. All these products are up there. You can see them. So the S1 is our entry level, and that's $399.95. Comes with the transmitter and adapters, and it's 100-watt amp in this box. Okay? 100 watts in that little speaker enclosure. Yeah, and, you know, wow. we talk about it. It's, you know, the funny thing about all of that, you being in audio, you never really use anywhere near oh, that of course not. Watch, no. okay? You just don't. And if you Our do, your ears are, are bleeding. Very, very yeah. efficient. Because of the amplifiers we design, and they design, and we design and run on batteries. This, these speakers will run all weekend, anywhere you are, playing at any level you want, and they'll put out over a hundred dB of sound pressure, even our little guy. Okay. Wow. And then the next up the line, we'll have we have an S3 that you can see in the back. That's got a six inch driver. And when once you move to the S3, uh, you move into our line into something that we really love, and that's our ribbon tweeters get introduced to the mix, okay? Uh-huh. The S3 has the same features as the S1. It has a larger dr- main driver that's six and a half inches. It introduces you to our four-inch ribbon, which is a very beautiful. I love ribbon tweeters. I've been, I've been building guitar amps and speakers for 40-something years, and, and the ribbon got done right is something special. Then you move up the line to the S5, which is the larger box below the S3 back here. The S5 has a 10-inch driver. The S5 then has our 4-inch tweeter, but now you have a 225-watt audio capability. The S5s, we have successfully used outdoors for events quite well. They really project. And let's face it, everybody wants more power, okay? Of course. That's what the S5 does for you. Terrific. And that, yeah, and then so the S1 is at three ninety nine. The S3 is a five ninety nine. The S5 moves you to eight ninety nine. And then what we have now is our our um, I would say our top of the line speaker for now is the S7, and that's the three way you see back there. And that three way is in several recording studios right now, and it's actually being used to produce. A music right now because of the purity of the sound that gives you a 225 watt amplifier all of our products are battery powered now when they're in the home you can leave them plugged in to the little small charger we have that's fine but they're all designed to run autonomous totally wireless and you can run uh, s7s for 10 12 hours straight on one battery charge. Very nice. And we're fast running out of time, but I wanted to make sure and, and, and at least get this in. Do you also have subwoofers? Because you've got all these great speakers and ribbon tweeters and so forth. What are you doing for bass? Well, the S7, the S5 and the S7 in particular have very large bass. Of okay? course. But stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. Uh, see, a, a man after my heart there with all <laughs> all verbiage audio. I love it. Uh, Paul is the founder and CEO of Audality. And, of course, visit audality.com. 
Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I love your your animation, your ability to show and talk about the products. And we'll get you back on soon because we will stay tuned. Thank you very much. Good to have you. It's our pleasure. Intotomorrow.com. And we'll be back with more bringing you further into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. And into tomorrow, fun tech fact that you are more than welcome to share. Apple has a smoking ban on their computers, meaning if you smoke while using any Apple computer, the warranty becomes void. Talk about reading the small print. Uh I'll bet you most people that listening have that have an Apple computer never knew that. That's one way to get people to quit smoking. Do you think that was their purpose? No, probably not. It's yeah. probably because you smoke around these devices, the smoke gets in, and yeah, I mean, you've seen. I've seen this for years with you know people that are they used to smoke inside their house, and it's just there's yellow films and everything. We you know years ago I worked for a television production company, and one of the women there smoked in her office all day long. When we went to move the offices, I picked up things like her phone that used to be a white phone. It's completely yellow, and so so it's. I'm sure it's just because they know that the smoke will get into the computers and, and ruin them. Yeah, cause problems there by voiding your warranty. Yeah. So if you're a smoker and you use an Apple device, I wonder if it applies to iPhones, though, too. It could. It's technically a computer. Yeah. Then you better stop smoking. I mean, they do hide. Or go Android. I mean, they do hide some things in their terms of use. It's like, I think we talked about it last week, how in, in iTunes, when you agree to their terms, you agree not to use iTunes to make nuclear weapons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that I like. I mean, that's. Somebody with a sense of humor, which is very odd for like an Apple engineer, but somebody had a sense of humor and put that in there to say, you know what, I just want to see if anybody reads it. Now, of course, we didn't, but somebody did and passed that on to us. And then we, of course, confirmed it and shared it with you because it's what we do. Yeah. Did I mention who we are? Did you? I, I don't know. This is Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M dot com. It's time for our Evolve History Feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. And I'm hoping that my vocal cord surgery is fully repaired, and I'm repaired and recovered in plenty of time for us to be physically in Berlin this year, which rumor has it that the U.S. is going to let us go. We're fully vaccinated, and the EU says if you're vaccinated, you can come in, and we will be in Berlin for in-person IFA. Yes, because I need my uh, my Wiener schnitzel. Oh, man, and the pretzels and the beer. Yes. Uh 
Yeah, the, the tube-based TV sets <laughs> dominated the market since the beginning of the real mass market in the early 50s. The screens got bigger, but also very heavy and bulky. Stereo sound and color TV were the only real innovations until the introduction of a remote control. In the I be- know nothing. Nothing. In the beginning, connected to the TV with a cable. Introduced first by Zenith in the U.S., named Lazy Bones. <laughs> then remotes went wireless, first using ultrasound technology, which is where we get the term the clicker, because it actually made a clicking sound. That's right. But it was finally a wireless remote, and people were just thrilled because... But that ultrasound technology wasn't very reliable, so the switch was made to infrared, a technology still used today. IFA was, of course, showing off all these latest innovations. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. I shall do just that. And while you're at it, hit us up at intotomorrow.com. Sue in Kingsville, Ontario. Welcome into tomorrow. Uh, just in the market to purchase a new computer, besides memory, are there any other things I need to consider when purchasing? It's a very good question. Glad you asked it, because modern computers are largely capable of what most basic users put them through. But you do have to look at the type of storage. Solid-state drives will be a lot faster than hard drives. You may need less storage than you think these days, since more and more things just live online in clouds, for example. Have a look at the size of the battery if you want to mostly stay unplugged is another thing. Yeah, and if it matters to you, screen resolution can vary quite a bit, as can battery life. And you may want to decide whether having a touchscreen is important to you, since not all computers offer that. Now, a touchscreen on a laptop is not too useful in the real world, but computers that can convert into tablets can be. So keep that in mind as well if it's something that you might be interested in. Uh, Checking brand reliability and warranties might pay off too. Uh, Both change every year, and prioritizing a brand that builds a decent product that they stand behind can be a good way to make sure that you're not searching again in two years. Yeah. In that case, you know, we're always recommending go with something that you've heard of, a brand that you've heard of. And there's so many out there. I mean, you can just easily deal with, you know, with HP and Dell and 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 uh, Sony and I mean, just uh, some a company you've heard of, you have a better shot certainly. Yeah, and I've said for years that uh, go to Amazon, look at reviews, even if you don't buy it from Amazon. Yeah, it, it's a great place to at least see what people have said about whatever it is you're you're looking for. And I like that. Use Amazon just for research. But not necessarily buy from them. I've used it even when I've been at a store like a Walmart looking for something. And I'll scan the barcode of whatever I'm looking at with the Amazon app, which brings up that listing on Amazon, so I can then see the reviews people are saying. Oh, you go to Walmart? Sometimes. Wow. Only late at night when nobody else is there. Okay, good. Nobody's looking. <laughs> yeah. We do want you to go to intotomorrow.com where we are delighted to meet and hope you'll sign up for our free tech newsletter and participate. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? 
Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Into Tomorrow continues, yep, with another tech tidbit for you. Did you know that until 2010, carrier pigeons were faster than the Internet? Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure how that came about or how they even measured but apparently that was the I case. I remember reading this. It was uh, I forget where they were they were based, but then they were, they tried to upload um, a certain amount of file to a server, I think, in New York City. Okay. And then at the same time they started the upload, they tied a USB drive to the leg of a carrier pigeon, and the pigeon made it to the location of the server before the file finished uploading. <laughs> <laughs> but that was until 2010. Right. Things have changed. Yeah. But I remember as you said that it reminded me of that story that I had read that it was very interesting how they determined that it was faster than the internet because they actually physically took a USB drive and wow. had it fly there. Poor pigeon. Because even in 2010, the, the USB drives weren't that small as they are now. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's not expensive to have your own podcast. Go to B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com and find out how affordable starting your own podcast can be. Yep, and it's fun, too. Don in LaBelle, Florida, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Don. Hi, Dave. I was wondering about wireless headphones and earbuds. I've never used them. I have a iPhone that uh, apparently would be able to do that. I'm not sure if there's a benefit and the quality is good enough. And if you could explain a little bit about uh, using wireless devices with iPhones. It would be our pleasure, Don. The main benefit of wireless headphones is that, are you ready? They're wireless, (laughs) really. The quality will be good, but it won't be better. And you'll have to charge them, of course. The process of using it is reasonably simple. The first time you use them, there will be some kind of a pairing process. Depending on the set you buy, they may pop up on screen automatically, or most likely, you'll have to go to your Bluetooth settings and pair them there, but it's really easy. Yeah, the process for pairing them is generally easy, as you said. You'll just have to put them into pairing mode, which usually involves holding down a button for a few seconds and then selecting them from a list, and that's it. After they're paired, turning them on uh, will automatically connect them to the phone and your music will play through them. Now, other than having to turn them on and charge them, there's not much about their usage that's different from using wired ones. The sounds come out of them unless you ask the phone to send them to a different device. Yep. And of course, Don, it's not just for music. I mean, a lot of people like using wireless earbuds or a wireless headset for phone calls as well. Uh, Just make sure you check with your local state's traffic laws because many states, I know we have here in Florida, you're not allowed to wear a headset that covers both ears while you're driving because you won't hear emergency vehicles or that sort of thing. For more info, be sure to visit us anytime at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, 
Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow. 